Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mind Body Grains Beauty Podcast, Clean Beauty School. I am your host and Mind Body Grains Beauty Director, Alexandra Engler. On this podcast, we explore beauty through the lens of well being. Thank you so much for joining me today. And on today's episode, I am having on actress Ashley Green. We are going to discuss her journey with mental health, how she deals with panic attacks, and how becoming a mother changed her relationship with beauty and the industry that she's in and so, so much more. I can't wait to get into it. So without further ado, Ashley, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much for joining. I am so excited to have this discussion today and learn more about your story. You know, it's the conversation we're about to have, I, I know is so important. And um, to honor it, I, you know, I, I always like to start by allowing the audience to get to know you a little bit better. You know, I think most of my audience uh, has a good idea of who you are, but what they may not know is your journey into wellness and you know, prioritizing mental health. So, you know, I'm curious, what was your path towards wellness like? Um, it was, I, it, you know, it was a little bit of a slow start into mental health, but as far as wellness goes, I think it's, that's always been, uh, ingrained in, in me. I grew up, um, doing a lot of, uh, competitive sports and activities. And so, um, that's something that is just, it brings me a lot of joy to be, healthy and active. Um, but I will say, you know, moving to LA and living in LA, you are in a bit of a, a health bubble. Um, and so when I moved here, when I was 17, I was exposed to a lot of different education that I didn't previously have. Um, and, and really kind of dove into it. Cause I find it so fascinating. And, uh, I think, you know, everything is, is very connected from your, fitness, to your food, to your mental health. Um, and so I, I kind of love connecting all those dots. And you mentioned that your journey into prioritizing mental health, that was a little bit slower. I, I'm curious what you mean by that. And you know, how did you, how did you find yourself into that journey? Yeah, I, so mental health for me, I didn't realize that I needed to focus on until there started to be a little bit of an issue. And, and what I mean by that is that I grew up with a really strong work ethic and was that person who was just kind of like, if I'm not good at something, I'll work really hard to become good at something. I'll make sure that I do whatever it takes to get the job done. At the end of the day, I am the person that you can count on. And that was something that I was really proud of. But what I didn't realize is that when you then become a part of something like Twilight, um, there's a lot of additional outside pressures that come with that. And I, and I was doing that, you know, when I was 20 years old. And so I think that's also a time when you're really finding yourself. And so to do that in, in, in the spotlight, um, is a bit challenging. And so I was continuing this kind of process of like, uh, it, you know, if, if you're stressed out, just push it down and figure it out. Um, you know, you're the person who, who says yes and people can count on. And, and when I was showing up for everyone else, I was not really showing up for myself. And so, um, I, all of a sudden kind of things started to crack a little bit and I, um, developed, like I had my first anxiety attack the day before I was supposed to shoot my first magazine cover, which was really exciting. But we also like, I flew from set and we like flew in and then I had to shoot. And then, uh, the next day I had all these interviews and, and it was just like, 
a lot of things happening at one time and I didn't recognize how much that was doing to me personally. And, uh, and then I, you know, had this kind of breakdown anxiety attack and, and was like, oh, wow, something's, something's not right, but was still in this machine that was Twilight. And so still didn't really prioritize it. And then fast forward to, you know, my mid twenties when Twilight had ended, I kind of like things started to, to snap in where like, I realized that, oh, my, my self-worth is now tethered to this work ethic and to this job I was doing which is now ending, where do I go from here? Um, and it just, it, it really kind of hit me like a, a ton of bricks. Uh, and I hadn't really prioritized myself and my mental health and didn't really know, didn't have the tools to be able to navigate that. Um, and uh, and then really kind of mid-20s is when I realized you've I've, I've got some work to do because I just really wasn't happy with myself. I wasn't happy with the way I was feeling and I knew I... I'm in a very privileged position and have, you know, this job that a lot of people dream of. So why am I kind of feeling so unhappy and why am I developing um, bad, you know, unhealthy habits? Uh, that's, that's when I kind of said, oh, okay, something's wrong. Now I'm going to prioritize mental health versus, you know, ideally I would have seen all of these signs and symptoms and, and had the education and the tools to be able to to kind of navigate these these feelings and these anxieties and these self-doubts and these things that I was dealing with. I have to talk about these aha moments, you know, where you realize that you really need to start prioritizing your mental health. And from what you've shared about your journey and, you know, the, the experiences that you had, whether that was a panic attack or, you know, your time after Twilight, um, it it's very clear that you had these aha moments as well. But the step after the aha moment is often the hardest part. And that's, you know, actually taking a step to better your mental health. So, you know, I want to ask, like, what was that like? Um, you know, how did you push yourself to take that first step? Because I think a lot of people are scared to to do that. Yeah, I think, you know, some for me, it was equal parts hard to recognize that there was a problem. Um, and to, uh, to openly address that, hey, things I things do not feel right. I don't like where I'm at in my life right now, and I need to do something to fix it. Uh, admitting that first to myself and being vulnerable was very difficult. And then talking with my husband about it um, was the, the next big step. And I think that is a crucial step is to bring somebody else into the fold um, because it's a really daunting, difficult thing to tackle Um whatever you're dealing with in your mental health journey on your own, um, if you've gotten to a certain point. I think because I obviously had gotten to this point and I didn't necessarily know what to do and to try and do that alone, I think is is extremely overwhelming. And so bringing someone else that you trust into the fold, I think is a really big step. And then, um, yeah, it is, you know, it's hard to do the work and, and to internally drudge up a lot of these things that you've been kind of suppressing for such a long time. But I will say that if you if you continue to look at or you have that support system to say like, hey, I know this is hard, but look look how far you've come or, or look at how you changed this or I'm really proud of you for the way that your mind works now versus uh, the way it did 10 days ago. I think looking at those little tiny steps and movements is super important and also creating not trying to do everything at one time, right? Because it's 
it's impossible. Like you, <laughs> you can't expect to go on this journey and, and try and, you know, really build this toolkit and, and just have like a full toolkit. You have to start kind of one tool at a time, I think, and, and get comfortable, um, in that situation. And then you can kind of move on and things because it is a really, um, it's, it's a challenging, uncomfortable process, but obviously, you know, it's a thousand percent worth it. And, and it's, uh, when you're on the other side of it, you wonder why you weren't doing this in the first place. I love that you brought up toolkit because that's something that I wanted to ask you about anyway. Taking care of yourself can be hard, right? But I I think ultimately for most people, it ends up being exactly as you described, a toolkit of things that we can utilize to help ourselves and, you know, prioritize your well-being. And I'm curious, what is in your toolkit? Like what sort of things do you find valuable? Breathwork is is extremely helpful for me when I get, when I start feeling very overwhelmed um, or I feel a bit lost. Breath work is just very impactful. I think affirmations uh, daily during the day and at night are really, really helpful. The night, the subliminal night affirmations, I'm a very big fan of. Obviously, meditating uh, is another one that I have to consistently make time for. Because all of these things, I think once you get it to a good place, you forget, like you feel like you're good. And then I, I kind of see myself start slightly, like even today, I was like, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. And I, I spoke it all out. I told somebody about it. And then I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to, I need to do breath work today. I need to, I'll figure this out. I'll make a list and, and then, and then I'll, I'll delegate what I can't handle. I'll figure out what's important for today versus what I can handle tomorrow. And we'll just go one step at a time. And for me, that's really important too. Uh, figuring out how others can help you because I'm a type, the type of person that really just loves to take everything on their shoulders and be that person for everybody. Uh, and again, it just clearly doesn't doesn't work to my benefit trying to be that and do that all the time. So, um, so those things are are really helpful to me on a day to day basis. Yeah, you know, you mentioning that you like to take on a lot of things yourself, I. I'm curious about how how that has even evolved as becoming a mother because you know I think of moms as like the ultimate sort of superhero who who truly does everything and I I'm you know so you becoming a mom and you um becoming that sort of uh independent person who just like takes everything on and tackles it all herself like I am sure that has been a struggle so like how have you been able to like wrestle with that aspect a lot of mindfulness, <laughs> a lot of kind of going, you know, what am I feeling now? How, why am I, you know, in this situation? How can I um, better navigate this situation? And what are the positives out of this that I'm, um, I'm feeling to see because I'm feeling overwhelmed? Uh, that's super helpful. I think, you know, with Kingsley specifically, like there she goes through times when she sleeps and then when she doesn't. And I have to, when I'm up at night, reprogram myself to go, you know, and I'm really grateful that I get to have these moments with my baby. I'm really grateful that I get to be home with her. I'm really grateful that she's happy and healthy. Um, instead of looking at and going like, oh my God, I'm so exhausted. Why is she not sleeping? What am I doing wrong? And and really kind of um, paying close attention to how I choose to look at things, which is harder said than done until you just, even if it feels false to you, continue to feed that positive light into your brain until it starts sticking. Because it is, motherhood is really hard. And I'm telling you, like, if I felt like I had a lot on my place before, <laughs> it feels like child's play at this point. And I, and I think if I hadn't done the work on myself, 
um, before that it would be really hard to navigate because it does trigger you. I think mother would trigger you in ways that you've never been triggered before. And so being super aware and super mindful of those things is, is very important. And also, again, asking for help. And for me, I have to sometimes write it out and then feel like I can put together a cohesive sentence to say to my husband or my mother-in-law or whomever is around me in ways that that they can understand. Like, these are the things that I, I feel like I'm struggling with and these are the things that I need help with. And you've got to just get comfortable yeah. asking for help. I just want to highlight that I love that tip of writing it down. I Before you speak it into existence, I have never thought of doing that. I, I really love that advice. Where Where did you learn that? Okay, so I feel like I generally get really overwhelmed or I'm starting to get anxiety and um, everything just seems like it starts to jumble up for me sometimes. And and I kind of recognize that when these things were happening, all of a sudden I started having like a lot of negative talk in, in my brain. And so um, I felt like for whatever reason, it would be very helpful to just get everything out on the page, like one side and the other. And then what I don't know, there's like, it's once those things are out, it almost feels like a release without having to lose it on someone that you care about. Because one of my things is when I am triggered, I feel like I'm just, I'm very defensive and I didn't love that. And so, um, you know, Paul, my husband and I talked about ways that I could, you know, why that was happening and, and, and how I felt I could navigate that. And uh, again, I think it's speaking with someone that you, if, if you have that person or if you don't, you know, speaking with a therapist or, or finding a safe place online, even there's a lot of different avenues that you can go down. Um, but I think having like a sounding board is, has been helpful for me. You know, on this subject of being a mother and your daughter, I always like asking this questions of parents because I think it eliminates our hopes for the future, but you know, what sort of, what sort of mental health lessons or advice do you want her to grow up knowing? All the things that I didn't know. I, you know, this is so important to me. It was important to me before um, I even thought about getting pregnant. It became more important right before I got pregnant and during my pregnancy that I was in a really good place um, to be able to handle something like a pregnancy. And now that she's uh, been born, it's imperative uh, that I continue to work on myself so that I am able to give her the tools that I never, that I didn't have. And that I, and educate her in a way that, that I was not educated and ingrain this into her DNA so that she doesn't necessarily have the same obstacles that I had and can grow up understanding that you have control over your body. You have control over your mind. And I think if you can if you can find some sort of control and relationship with yourself and your mind, it's positive. It's such a beautiful, powerful thing. And that's why, you know, I think it's, we're going to start. So I use the or app every single day, every single night. Um, even if it's like three minutes of my time, which is one of the things I love about the app is that you don't have to be out for a long time. There's a ton of different tabs that you can choose for like what you need for that day. And I think having something like that will make it very easy for me to start having, you know, when she's old enough, she can start using the app and it's, it doesn't even necessarily have to be when I'm around, which she's got kind of her own, um, habits that she forms. And, you know, she's definitely going to be, when she gets a little bit older, she'll meditate with us. Like, I think just introducing these things, uh, into her everyday programming and everyday life is going to give her such an advantage. Yeah. I love that. And just folding in these lessons in a way that I've 
I don't know, I feel like people of our generation didn't necessarily grow up with. And that's, you know, the thing, and I always say no fault to my parents because they did the absolute best they could. And I'm really grateful for what they did to me. But like the idea of being a parent is to always give your child the advantage or to give them a little bit better of, of a life and an opportunity than you had. Um, at least that was their approach with me. And that's certainly my approach with her. And, and now that I've done the work and that I've figured this out, um, yeah, it's something that is is absolutely, it's so exciting for me to be able to to pass on to her. I love that answer. I got goosebumps while you were saying that. I think that is so sweet. I love that. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, they just change everything, right? And it's so funny because you just, it's, I couldn't have comprehended how much sacrifice my parents made for me until I had a child. And it really puts everything into perspective. And and you just, you do, you want to be the best version of yourself you can possibly be so that they can be the best versions of themselves. Oh, as if I wasn't like so baby crazy already. Um, <laughs> that very much added to it. Um, okay. But you know, this is a beauty podcast where we we love to talk about self-acceptance and self-love. You know, that is the core of our beauty ethos. And I think right now in the age of social media, it's it's really hard to come to that that self-love understanding because you always feel like, oh, if I could just tweak this or if I just looked like this filter. And you are in an industry where that is intensified to a degree that I truly cannot even imagine. So, you know, I'm curious, how, how have you come or, uh, you know, what is your journey with self-acceptance and self-love and like what sort of things and manifestations or affirmations do you utilize to help you? Ooh, yeah. I mean, that's such a tough one um, because it is, you know, I used to think it was just, it was my industry that was brutal, but now because of social media and filters, it is, I just don't, I, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do when my child is is in school and and uh, having being compared in the way that children are being compared these days is it's really sickening. And I hope that me, I think you know one of the most important things is instilling self worth and having them understand and and me and this comes from me too. But like understanding my worth and understanding what I bring to the table and understanding what inner beauty is and and understanding that social media is not real and and you cannot live up to that. That's not to say that I don't have good days and bad days. I will say that with bringing a child, baby, a girl into this world, it does become a lot more important to have self-acceptance. And there is something that switches once or switched in me, once I was able to give birth to, like I did a home birth and it was natural and it was this incredible experience. And once I was able to do that, uh, everything else seemed a little less important, but that's an, it's an everyday struggle for sure to make sure that I'm paying attention to the things that matter. Also, you know, transparency is that like, even if I wanted to, to be vain, and even if I wanted to get Botox, and even if I wanted to do these things, it was an absolute deal breaker for me because um, it's really important to me what I put in my body, on my skin, my face, everything, you know, is transferred to your baby. So for me, it's kind of like, she's worth everything. And so um, it really shifts the perspective. And the other thing is like, you want your child, what I mean you want, like your child looks at you and they absorb everything. And so I want my child to be able to look at me and say, you know, mommy loves herself and mommy thinks she's beautiful. And mommy loves me and thinks I'm beautiful and I am. It makes it that much more important. Yeah. 
I, I think that's so important. You know, we learn so much from our our mothers or our, our parents or whatever parental figure we have in our life. And, you know, so, you know, loving yourself so your child can love themselves. I think that's a really valuable insight. Yeah. So the last thing I wanted to chat about was this idea of vulnerability. A, a peek behind the curtain to everybody. But before we hopped on the podcast, Ashley and I had a chat about, you know, being vulnerable and opening up and, you know, you have such a big platform and you are partnering with Aura Health and, you know, you're using your platform in this way to to talk about mental health and the importance of mental health. And, and I just, I thought that vulnerability was really lovely. And I, uh, I'm curious, you know, how or why did you decide to put yourself out there like this? Because I think it's really, really hard to do so. Yeah. Um, I, it's incredibly scary. And I, no matter how many times I do put myself out there and do allow people to see some vulnerability every time, it's a very scary thing. My mom said to me before, before Twilight, before anything, she said, you know, one day you are going to change the world and you're going to be able to affect people. And if you do get a platform, I really hope that you do it for good and, or that you use it for good. And which gives me goosebumps to this day because that stuck with me. And so, you know, throughout my career, I've always really made a point to be able to help people if I can. And that is generally what the determining factor is. Whenever I do decide to partner with people and I do decide to put myself out there is, is this going to help someone? Uh, is this going to make someone feel not so alone? And uh, especially in our day and age with everything we're dealing with and the way that mental health is affecting people, I think it's incredibly important. And you know, my being uncomfortable for a moment in time is a thousand percent worth it if it's going to be able to positively impact someone and perhaps kind of walk them back off the ledge if, if they're having a really hard time. So that is, you know, that was the determining factor why I wanted to to partner with Aura and, and really speak publicly about my mental journey using mental struggles. But yeah, it's still, it's, it's scary and healing all at the same time. Sure. Yeah. Scary and fulfilling. I think those are the two most appropriate words to describe it. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Well, Ashley, this was so lovely. I loved hearing more about your insights and your journey and especially around motherhood. Um, I really enjoyed that part of this conversation. And, you know, you you are such a mind, body, green woman. Um, everything you were saying, I was like, yes, this is right up our alley. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll definitely will have to come back and do another chat for sure. Because there's so many like I feel like all of everything in my life is starting to connect in such a beautiful way. Um, and it, it's all very much like mind, body, green driven. So um, I feel like more conversation to be had for sure. I agree. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I, I so appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. For more beauty content from the team at MindBuddyGreen, you can always read along with our content at mindbuddygreen.com, follow us on social media, and of course, tune into next week's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to rate and review us. And if you ever want to reach out with questions or insights or thoughts, you can find me on Instagram at Alex underscore Blair underscore. Thanks so much for your time.